This is Plant-Based Briefing, The 5 Reasons Why I'll Be Vegan Forever, Part 1, by Sandra Namoto at sandranamoto.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. I keep each episode to about 10 minutes or less every weekday, and this article's a little bit longer, so I'm going to break it up into Part 1 today and Part 2 tomorrow. This article is written by Sandra Namoto. She's known as the Content Doctor, and she's a content writer and editor for ethical and cruelty-free businesses. And she's also a copy editor, a ghostwriter, and a book formatter for authors. At age 25, she founded Conscious Public Relations Incorporated, an award-winning public relations agency that focuses on telling the stories of purpose-driven businesses. In 2019, she authored The Only Public Relations Guide You'll Ever Need, and she blogs on vegan lifestyle at sandranamoto.com. Now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The 5 Reasons Why I'll Be Vegan Forever, Part 1, by Sandra Namoto at sandranamoto.com. This is a long overdue post, but I still consider myself a newbie in my journey as a vegan. As I write this, I've got one more winter coat that needs to get replaced, and then I can confidently say I'm fully living the vegan lifestyle, because although diet is a big part of it, you've got to consider all the clothes you wear and products you use, like cosmetics and household products as well. Here are the top five reasons I live a vegan lifestyle, in the chronological order of how they inspired my journey. Number one, cruelty to animals. I always tell people about how the catalyst for my journey was the documentary Earthlings. Although the most powerful aspect of the film was animals being killed for food, the film also covers how animals are used for clothing, entertainment, science, and as pets. Shortly after seeing the documentary and telling my family I wanted to stop eating meat, I remember my sister's business partner at the time say, but leather is a byproduct of meat. I wasn't smart enough to tell her that animals are still skinned or plucked for their skin, fur, or feathers, even if they aren't slaughtered for meat. Pet owner or not, you know that stuff hurts. Science and business industries alike still test heavily on animals. Testing is mandatory for personal products in certain countries such as China. What most girls and women don't know is that if a company sells products in these countries, they are guaranteeing animal testing. However, China's state council recently updated the regulations, and starting in January 2021, animal testing will no longer be mandatory for general cosmetics and will be replaced by safety assessments, including imports. Colombia has committed to banning testing for cosmetics by 2024. Not soon enough, in my opinion. The Animal People is a great documentary on how big the animal testing pharmaceutical giants are. I believe the tide is changing regarding animals being used for entertainment, though it will still be a while before zoos and aquariums close, and in Western society, the pet industry is still booming. I'm personally not against having animals as pets as long as they're rescued or you can trace the origin of the birth of those animals. If the human population wasn't as high as it is and we weren't raising and killing animals at the rate that we are, I might feel differently about this aspect. But we're at a point in time where it's pretty much out of control unless the demand for meat reduces. And I am hopeful about this if more people saw what I have seen. Think milking cows for dairy or consuming seafood, chicken periods, their eggs, or insects doesn't have much of an effect. Check out my previous blogs on why we don't consume dairy, honey, or crickets. Also, male chicks are often ground alive to make way for female chickens. And our oceans are now so overfished and polluted that by 2050 we'll have more plastic than marine life. Fish, shrimp, and plankton are eating microplastic and all the other contaminants we put into the oceans. So if that's the buffet you prefer, enjoy. 
I recently watched A Plastic Ocean from 2016, if you want to see that documented proof, and I'm sure it's worse by now. Oh yeah, there are also zoonotic diseases that spread because of what we're doing to what should be wild animals and their habitats. A recent news video by Vox taught me about how factory-farmed animals aren't necessarily bred domestically. They're traded internationally just like any other good, which creates mutations of viruses the animals may be carrying. In the documentary Vegan 2020, Earthling Ed Winter says, If we look at the wildfires in January in Australia, it's quite abstract for people to understand how that's related to eating meat, dairy, and eggs. But meat, dairy, and eggs are the leading cause of species extinction and habitat destruction and are also one of the leading causes of greenhouse gas emissions, which of course heats up our planet and increases the likelihood and risk of wildfires. I hope you enjoyed the effects of COVID-19, because this is just a training period for what's to come if nothing changes. Thoughts on Indigenous Hunting Practices Vegans have criticized and made Indigenous peoples a target for their traditional practices. While I don't outwardly condone hunting, I think targeting Indigenous peoples is the last thing we should do with our time and efforts. As you'll read on further, there are many other initiatives vegans should do to make the world a more equitable and cruelty-free place. And condemning those who have been stewards of our lands for millennia and practice a more respectful way of killing animals for food isn't something I encourage. You can still eat meat without the cruelty. As I write this, at least two companies are working on lab-grown meat, or what will eventually be called clean meat. That means companies are taking the cells of animal muscles, growing them in a facility, and selling them just like you'd see at the grocery store. Since plant-based meat has existed for a long time, and soon there will be alternatives to fish, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon for clean meat. But, I say if you must or want to continue eating meat, it may as well be without the cruelty. Check out the trailer for Meet the Future. It documents the early journey of Memphis Meats, which I know is going to revolutionize the entire industry. In addition to Earthlings, which is available to watch free online, I recommend watching Dominion, reading Jonathan Safran Foer's book Eating Animals, and watching the documentary of the same name. Number 2. Health and Fitness Within the first few years of cutting meat out of my diet, I owned the books The Kind Diet by Alicia Silverstone and Quantum Wellness by Kathy Freston, which educated me about the health benefits of not eating meat. The most impactful resource, however, was Campbell and Campbell's The China Study, which documented a long-term study of rural Chinese populations and their diets and health. The China study taught me about how people always think about cancer as the unexpected killer of adults, but heart disease trumps that, especially in women. Men are known to have heart attacks as they get older, but the media doesn't show women suffering from it nearly as much, which is why the science is so much more important than the marketing of disease and health. The original book was published in 2006, but there is an updated edition published a decade later. I haven't read it, but I bet the stats are even worse. Dr. Will Bulskowitz, also known as Dr. B or the Gut Health MD, attributes most colon cancer cases to consumption of red meat and encourages plant-based diets for fiber intake, which is crucial for gut health. In 2015, the World Health Organization published findings on links between red meat consumption and diseases, which made no dent in the media at the time. There's a lot of crap online about how plant-based diets are bad for the brain, but this myth is being busted. Vegans can easily take supplements to account for nutrients that may not be as abundant as in poultry or seafood. I take iron, B12, and omega-3 daily, plus a cognitive supplement on weekdays for alertness. 
More and more medical associations like Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, the Plantrition Project, T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies, Doctors for Nutrition, and Plant-Based Health Professionals UK are emerging to condone plant-based diets for overall health. Every country deals with meat production differently. The best meat I've ever tasted was pork in a $6 bowl of ramen in Tokyo. In the United States, they pump hormones and antibiotics in many animals, and that makes its way to you. That's on top of the glyphosates in most non-organic produce. Most people today are developing a sensitivity or allergy to dairy, and there's an entire campaign to get people to switch to non-dairy products. I didn't notice a vast change in my health when I eliminated meat, because I think I've had a pretty healthy lifestyle in my young adulthood. But the one big thing I noticed within a year was that I dropped 10 pounds. I've since gained all of that back, but documentaries like The Game Changers and Vegan Athletes are changing the stigma that you can't be strong and healthy without meat. And although going vegan doesn't guarantee you'll be healthy, because you have to eat more whole food versus processed and fast food options, I can attest that I had finally been able to overcome a decade of hypochloridia on a mostly pescatarian diet by increasing my zinc intake, avoiding food sensitivities in addition to meat, and going braless. Thank you, pandemic. Also, two years after eating a 100% vegan diet, I've noticed that I can sustain the same running pace at the end of my 15-minute runs as when I start. My husband runs just behind me now, while I previously used to run a block behind him. I think it's to do with improving my recovery time. You can watch the Game Changers for all that info. The centarians who live in the world's blue zones predominantly eat a plant-based diet, so if you want to live longer and reap the rewards of your retirement savings, eating vegan is a good thing. The documentary What the Health is a recap of the China study and is more digestible. Joaquin Phoenix and his partner Rooney Mara are producing a new documentary on what sounds like zoonotic diseases called The End of Medicine, and I'm looking forward to it. I also recommend learning about and listening to Rich Roll and his podcast. He's a great example of the change that a vegan diet, coupled with fitness, can have. You just listened to The Five Reasons Why I'll Be Vegan Forever, Part 1, by Sandra Nomoto at sandranomoto.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. Tune in tomorrow for Part 2 of this article. Thanks for listening.